0: All right, Tim Blanchett here, Divorce661.com. This the day in the life of an LDA, Divorce661's Daily Perspective. This is episode 29 for Friday. Looks like it's November 17th, 2023, Friday before Thanksgiving. I'm glad uh, I've been watching the news. I'm glad I'm not on the roads. I'm glad I'm not uh, traveling to family. I remember having to do that as a kid, or not as a kid, but with young kids going to grandma and grandpa's and being two hours on the road and all that, I don't miss that at all hope you guys are safe and uh, thanks for tuning in. This is the uh, the daily podcast or kind of our almost live broadcasts. I've considered doing them live, but I usually do them earlier in the day and then have them go out on uh, later in the afternoon, evening, five, six o'clock. So um, quick announcement, same announcement as yesterday. Uh, we have 12 days left. If you want to get your divorce done in LA County, uh, we have 12 days to file and still be able to finalize before the end of the year, if that's of interest to you. Not trying to talk to you, talk you into getting divorced, but some people just want to start the new year with a clean break. So I always bring that up every year. Um, Other than that, uh, we're wrapping up a lot of cases for clients. Uh, Stats for today: uh, no consultations today. People, like I said, are probably on the freeways driving to grandma and grandpa's, and on their uh, line at the airport. Looked like Denver uh, was packed. Uh, Anyways, uh, we did have four new cases filed. Not everyone hires us right away. Obviously, some people. We'll hire us the same day, some people next day, next week, next month, next year. But four new divorce cases, despite not having any consultations today, two were in L.A. County. already have those e-filed, one in El Dorado County and one in Ventura County. I had two L.A. County divorce cases approved today. They were just glad to be kind of get that off their chest before Thanksgiving and the end of the year. So they're happy to get that done. Uh, Completed three judgment packages. Uh, and settlements so today got those out to clients so they can start uh, signing those things up and uh, we can get those out to court once they get that mailed in to us. Also turned in six judgment packages um, for the following counties. Uh, we got Ventura, Contra Costa, Santa Cruz, Santa Clara, Los Angeles and San Diego counties uh, where judgments were all um, finalized or at least turned into the court for review. Okay, some of the things that came up today in doing all this work, uh, I want to go over with you and have a couple of little little things I want to address with you as well. Um, Those of you doing your own divorce are really struggling. I'm talking about the most simple of cases many times, not always, but many times. One of the cases I took over, the parties are completely in agreement, no assets, no debts, no kids, nothing. Simple divorce as far as the paperwork's concerned, I talk about this a lot about the judgment rejects and they've been struggling. It only goes off when I'm on camera, by the way, during the day, it's totally fine. They've been struggling for three months and they haven't even got the paperwork served yet. They did the filing, but they're having trouble serving because the respondent is out of state and they're trying to do certified mail and you don't need to do certified mail. I'm going to talk to you about that. I have in the past. But I know you guys don't always watch everything I say every time. Um, and she served it herself, which as you know is a no-no. You can't serve your spouse yourself. You have to have someone else do that for you. Of course, part of my service and is you know added into uh not added into, but part of the fee in hiring me is that I will serve your documents by mail. Speaking of which, um, this these clients who have been struggling for three months and had only just filed and three months have gone by hired me today and their paperwork is completely done. Start to finish. All they need is sign, notarize. It's in, that's the one in El Dorado County. So no e-file for them. So they just need to sign, notarize, mail to my office and I'll prep and turn into court. I even backdated the proof of service to when she tried to serve it two months ago. So the respondent can sign that as of two months ago, speeds up the divorce and it will speed up that six months because now they're two months into their six months as opposed to if i just had the respondent sign that paperwork today serving your spouse if you're amicable the best way to do that is by notice and acknowledgement not by certified mail it doesn't matter if they're in state or out of state i know people will see um, people defer to that certified mail process when their spouse is out of state but you can still use the notice and acknowledgement which is what i use today which is what i use in all cases basically you have someone You know, a third party like myself, I'll, I'll, and it's usually done via a portal or my case portal that, uh, here's the document to to sign. If it's, it can be e signed in some cases. Otherwise, we'll just, I'll predate it and they'll sign it, mail it in, and that will start the clock on the six months, just like it does if you're being served. Super simple to do it if you guys are amicable. One of the issues that came up in another judgment rejection, uh, case I took on today is that they hand wrote their, um, wrote and filled out their uh, initial documents by hand. And one of the things I noticed is, you know, I, my penmanship is terrible as far as printing used to be great when I was a police officer had to write, you know, tickets all the time, perfect penmanship, but I haven't, I haven't touched a pen um, except to sign a check to mail, you know, documents to the court or whatnot. Other than that, um, I, I'm doing uh, everything on the computer these days, which I'm sure many of our are we are, many of us are. Uh, but yeah, penmanship, you know, people struggle, um, <clears throat> particularly our kids who uh, aren't even writing uh, letters these days. I don't know what's going on in school anymore. Anyways, um, yeah, so some of the letters were were not perfectly created in their name. So that can cause a problem uh, with your paperwork when you have your name printed on one, like on, on the petition, let's say, and then on the summons on the bottom of page two, you, you don't I mean, you spell, obviously, you know how to spell your name, but your letters don't look the same. So they think it's a a misspelling that can cause your judgment to to be rejected. What they did actually in this case, which is another problem that can come up is at the, on the header, on the cat, what they call the caption portion of the forms at the very top where it's like name, address, court location, all that. They used first name, middle initial, last name, but when it came to the name of the petitioner, they just used first name and last name. And I was like, Oh God. Here we go again where they're 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 changing out the the names throughout the forms and this was just on two forms imagine and what we'll see with other with with full judgment packages we take on where they try to turn their judgment first name full middle last first name last first name middle initial last like every variation of their name they, they just keep changing it up on every form and that that's going to get rejected. All day long. So it's best if you type it in, you know, into the forms, even if you're using like the auto populators, you know, you Google the form and you're doing a fillable form, you know, just copy and paste your name instead of typing it every time so you don't have a typo and it would therefore be the same name each time. So yeah, number four was going to be using that. So that's what we just talked about. Number five, I want to go over a spell support request on the petition. I did this yesterday as well. But again, they had someone, uh, the judgment I took over. On the for spousal support, where it says spousal support on the petition, they wrote none across the top. You don't do that. You mark terminate the court's jurisdiction to petitioner and respondent, not just one but both if that's the case if that's applicable. So I'll go over the three options again: reserve jurisdiction. That means no no spousal support now, but maybe some in the future. Terminate the court's jurisdiction over spousal support. That's no spousal support now or ever. And then the other option is spousal support payable to. So you want it, you don't want it, you, may, you might want it later. But you don't just fill in something that's not there. That's going to cause a judgment rejection when you go to turn in your judgment. Because this will be an amicable case, that's not an issue that will cause the judgment to reject in an, in an uncontested or default with agreement type case. But if it was going to be a, a default without an agreement case, they would have to amend their petition. That judgment would never go through. Okay, I want to talk to you. So I had a consultation yesterday. And the first question out of the guy's mouth was, look, I'm looking for the cheapest price. And I understand people are are wanting to um, find value, is what I think he was probably, probably meant to say, find value. But he was really about the price. And I said, look, this is not a commodity. You know, this isn't a car or... Um, any other type of commodity that you can put a price on and then go shopping that price because this is a service industry. And the level of service you're going to get from every service provider, be, whether it be document preparation, paralegal service, whatever you do, someone to come clean your house, clean your car, any service industry, that's not going to be the same. So you can't, you have to build that value in. And so what's difficult about having that conversation when people are price shopping is not only do I have to tell them what I I do, but then I have to tell them about what other people do. In fact, I told him, I said, let me just give you some statistics here. Um, Obviously, I feel I perform the best job out of anybody in California. Okay, I feel like I do the most cases every year um, and have done this for 12 years. It's a streamlined uh, process. It's all electronic where possible. And I, I, and, and speed and efficiency is like my number one goal. I want to get your divorce finalized. And what I had to talk about is what he can expect and what questions he should ask of others if he's going to go in on price. Because I told him 50% of my business comes to me from people who went to other low cost providers and then they didn't get the job done. And then they came to me. What is a waste of money? They, you know, they spend four or 500 bucks. I don't know what people are charging and they, they file their petition and then they disappear. That's what happens when you're not getting someone who, or that's what you happens when you get, when you go out price shopping looking for the cheapest person out there or um, trying to find someone on Craigslist. I personally know people that do what I do. They, they're great people, but they will not e file. They will, they're all in person. They're all, you know, they have to come to their office, no email, no fact. I mean, they have email, obviously, but you know, there's no facts. They won't e file their documents. A case that I can finish in a week they're taking a minimum of four months because they're not adopting to certain things. So um, I feel, again, that I give the best service. If you're looking for a price, I'm not the cheapest, but I'm also not the most expensive. I think I'm right down the middle, and I think the value that I provide is four times what I charge you. So that's what I kind of told them, and we'll see how that goes. Haven't heard back from them, but like I said, not everyone else hires us right away. Number seven, I want to talk about unemployment and the fee waiver qualifiers. I've mentioned this a few times that the added to the fee waiver request, you qualify for a fee waiver of your fees when you go to file if you're unemployed. And I've said, I've filed several now and where before we had to attach like your unemployment uh, receipt or showing how much you earned through unemployment or some proof that you filed or um, that you uh, applied for unemployment. I've filed three now this month that they did not ask for any verification, so it's like an automatic qualifier now. So the reason I'm bringing this up again is for a different different reason. Um, I talked to a buddy of mine who's in real estate, and he's like, "Man, I sure I can't wait to get the commission. I have a commission coming uh, like in a couple of weeks, and it's been a while." And I said, "Hey, so how how is real estate going these days?" He said, "You know, people are out there um, getting second jobs, going back to the jobs that they had before." they're still have the realtor license, but there's, you know, there's too many realtors, not enough homes for sale. And maybe the big dogs are still getting the listings if they are, and maybe the listings that are out there aren't selling and whatnot. He said, so it's really, you know, in a feast and famine uh, environment, it's definitely in the famine. And so they're out, you know, getting, uh, working for DoorDash and other types of, of services or going, you know, finding other jobs in the meantime. And I, I thought to myself, I was thinking about that today. And I said, you know, this whole fee waiver thing, I said to myself anyways, I said, if you're a contractor, like an independent contractor, self-employed, something like that, you are not employed, you're self-employed. So when you get hired, like a realtor, they get hired to buy a, or to sell a house, you get hired, you sell the house, the house sales, you're done, you're now unemployed. And I want to, I bring that up because if you're going to go through a divorce, I'm going to start asking my clients, like, are, are you employed? Yes, obviously. Are you, but what are you independent contractor? Like what's the scenario financially? Cause I want to start using this to my client's advantage. To, if I can get your fees waived and you are in a self um, subcontractor versus or independent type contractor or something like that, even DoorDash, that's not, that's not a job. Uh, that's an, you're an independent contractor, as you know. So you go to work, um, say at 4 PM or whatever time you start your, your, your shift and you go and do a couple of, of, um, uh, pickups or whatnot. At the end of the day, you're basically fired. You're basically unemployed because if you never go back because you're an independent contractor, I hope you are following what I'm saying, but I'm going to start talking to people. Keep this in mind. If you're watching this, if you fall in this category, let me know that I think we should try and at least, excuse me, shoot for a fee waiver because I think I can sell that to the corp. All right, I've left. Here we go into Tim's temper tantrum, and I have a few for you today. I talked about this before. If you leave a message, leave a phone number. If you don't leave a phone number, I can't call you back. I can't tell you how many times it happens. Two or three times a day, people call and say, "Hey, Tim, it's Robert. Uh, Here's my number. Give me a call." And they'll even say, "Hey, it's Robert calling again." I can't call those people back. I don't know who you are. I have. Over at any given time, I have a hundred active divorce cases that I'm working on at any given time. I have five thousand past clients that I've worked with over the last uh, twelve years. So when you say it's Robert or Stephen or you know Mary, I don't know who you are, um especially if you don't leave a phone number. I can't even look you up to figure out who you are. Plus, I, if you don't leave a detailed message about what it's about, I'm also not going to call you back. I can't tell you how many spam calls I get. people trying to sell me, um, services or things for the business or marketing whatnots so I can't I can't field all those calls can you say hey tim call me uh, uh, call me back at this number I have no idea what it's about so if you could leave a detailed message it'll greatly enhance the chances of you getting a call back. Um, and that was actually it I combined all of that for you guys it just it, it's uh, I can't pick up the phone and say hey Robert you called You're like oh yeah I'm calling because uh, I'm trying to sell you uh, services at Yelp to for more advertising. And that's what they're doing these days. So that's why I have to be cautious because I'm just one person, one man show, juggling a lot of balls and I need to, (laughs) doesn't sound right, Um, trying to keep everyone happy and still keep the business running and bringing in new clients. And I can't just pick up the phone to randomly call someone I don't know who's on the other line. Enjoy your Friday. I'll be back uh, on Monday. We'll be talking more prior to uh, Thanksgiving. I'll still be working out here. So uh, again, we have one more week to get your case uh, filed to be able to finalize in L.A. County, and we don't have to finalize it. We can just get started if you're in every other county that doesn't have uh, e-file, where we can get them actually finalized in five weeks, like we can with L.A. County. We can still get the ball rolling. Um, again, today we had three new cases, and they just want to get the ball rolling. Two in our L.A., two in our two are in L.A. County, so we'll be able to get those done this year. And one was in Ventura. We'll at least get that e-filed um, and get that maybe totally done. Maybe we get all the drafted, signed. They do all the notaries and get that in and I can get that shipped out to court, but it definitely won't be approved by court. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Day in the Life of an LDA, Divorce 661's Daily Perspective, episode 29 for Friday, November 17th, 2023. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.